Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of I Call It Balance. I hope you're all having an amazing week. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's been three weeks now, I think, since I haven't uploaded, but... Yeah, you know what guys, I don't make any promises to come on here every single week, but I'm going to try my best and hopefully I want to make it a goal to kind of upload maybe three times a month, two to three times a month. So hopefully we can stick to that. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys are all having a really nice, warm, cozy and lovely December. I can't believe it's almost the end of the year. I am pretty sure that you've heard everyone say that already and you probably think think that yourself as well. It's crazy how it's literally the end of the year in two weeks. I'm recording this on the 14th of December. So yeah, Christmas is next week and then the end of the year is like the week after and that's just crazy. Time just goes by so fast and it's kind of scary, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I'm doing really, really well. Um, Much better than when I was recording my last episode on like dealing with burnout and all of that. I'm doing great. I've had a couple of very nice past weeks and I feel very at peace right now. Currently, I am in my room, in my bed. I never go and like sit and work in my bed, but I am working right now here because my living room is a living disaster because we are filming now for a challenge that's going to come up in January for you guys. It's a 14-day January challenge. I love challenges. I love doing them. I love posting them. I love filming them. I love everything about it. It gets people motivated, and I love that. So yeah, so the living room is kind of chaotic. Obviously, my living room is not very large, so I have to kind of like throw all the furniture to one side to be able to like use one wall. So yeah, that's the current state. So then I've been coming in here. I could be sitting at my desk, but my back really hurts. So yeah, I'm just sitting in bed all comfy. I have my water here, which I'm really thirsty because I just ate a protein bar. I just had my snack. I had a protein bar and it was like chocolate, like a brownie flavor or something like that. I'm not really sure. They're from the Primal, Primal, Primal Pantry, I think it's called. I get them at Whole Foods. They're really, really nice. They have an orange flavor one. If you like chocolate and orange, I know only some people like chocolate and orange. It's like a really specific flavor, but I kind of like it. So they make that and that's really nice. And I also had some granola with milk, like cereal kind of style. So my tummy is happy and full. And I'm just drinking water um, for my Stanley cup. Just like I always do. It's literally the only thing that I like to drink. Well, I also like sparkling water, but rather than that, I'm not very a fan of like drinking drinkity drinks. So yeah, just always have my water in hand. I have my blanket on top of me and I am warm. This room is actually boiling because I put the heat on max, but I'm loving it. And my dog is trying to just literally try and get anything he can grab to play with because he's bored out of his mind. Um, but I just can't give him attention right now. So he's going to have to deal with that. But anyways, let's talk a little bit about what I did this week. Okay, he's bringing me his toys now. Thanks, Plato, but no. Um, Before we get into this week's episode, this week's episode is going to be a little like advice session. I love giving advice or just hearing people give advice. I'm so nosy. So even if it doesn't concern me, I just, I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. So yeah, I love listening to this kind of episodes when 
people do them. So I thought we could do one ourselves this week. Firstly, let's go into a little bit of like what I've done this week, this past week's. So let's talk about the Christmas situation for a second. I have done zero Christmas shopping. No, actually, that's a lie. I bought something for my brother, but that's about it. Um, but it's not like his actual gifts. It's just like a little thing. Because the thing is, I also don't want to be buying like a bunch of gifts because I'm going to have to be taking them to Barcelona and that's just going to make my luggage very heavy while I could be utilizing that weight for, you know, extra shoes, extra, you know, things that I could need. So yeah, I think I'm just going to buy everything there. The thing is like every single year is the same thing. I just don't know what to get. And I feel like, you know, I've gotten to the age where like I actually need to buy people gifts. Like I can't just, I can't just pretend that like go there and be like, ha my parents brought something. It's like, no, like I actually need to buy my own things. So I kind of need to step it up. I'm going to start looking at like, I don't know, guides, you know, there's so many people doing like little Christmas um gifting guides and stuff i love those i love watching those so hopefully i get some good ideas but yeah also i haven't brought freddie anything the thing is like they make everything so complicated like i've asked fred what he wants for christmas so many times and he was like i don't know i don't know i don't know so that leads me to having to be creative but it's okay we're gonna figure it out so yeah my christmas shopping situation not ideal but it can still be fixed so that's fine I am going home for Christmas. I think I've said this before. I always spend Christmas um, in Barcelona because um, that's just where my family lives. And yeah, so I'm going to go there and we celebrate the 24th at night and then the 25th and the 26th. I'm flying out next Tuesday. So the day before you guys are listening to this, well, when you guys are listening to this, I'll already be in Barcelona um and yeah and then I'm staying there until January I'm not really sure when I'm going to come back yet but sometime in January and what else I uploaded another YouTube video um last week another what I eat in a day kind of more like a vlog style instead of just like showing food did kind of just also like what I did that day and yeah it was so much fun I love filming for YouTube I just feel like it's so so different than any other platform it's so much more personal so much more natural and I don't know, I guess I get to show more of like my life, my personality, and I love oversharing. So that's the best platform to do it at. I also went ice skating. It was, it was interesting. You know, guys, I took Freddie with me and the wrong choice, wrong choice. I should have taken someone else, literally. He is not like, he just doesn't know how to skate or like, he doesn't even try, honestly. Like, you know, when he listens to this, I hope he... I hope he decides that next time he goes ice skating with me, he tries a little harder because he's just that kind of person that like will just like go in the handrail and like just go there. And like he's just scared of like falling, which I understand. Like I saw so many people fall and like this guy literally fell and broke his wrist. I was in shock. Like it, it can. I don't know, because obviously like when you fall, like it's so hard. But yeah, so poor man had to leave. But yeah, so I understand like the fall can be very hurtful. But yeah, I am not a professional skier, but I feel like I can actually ice skate. Like, um, I, I, did I just say skier? No, th we didn't go skiing. <laughs> we went skating. Yeah, I'm not professional, but I can skate. Like, I don't have to hold on the handrail and like, you know, follow along. I can actually like go by myself. But yeah, regardless, it was really nice. We went to the ice ring in Somerset House. I know there's another one in... Battersea Power Station, which is sponsored by Joe Malone, which is the one that I've been seeing a lot of people go to. But we went to the one in Somerset House just because I love Somerset House. I think it's so, so beautiful. There's the cafe next to it, which is, what's it called? 
is called Watch House and it's really, really nice. It's a really nice place. If you're in uni in London, Somerset House Cafe is a really nice place to go study. They have good food. It's not that pricey and the insides of it are just so, so stunning. The only thing about them that is really annoying is that they have a 90 minute um, policy, po- policy, like seating. So you have to leave and like you can't stay there very long, which is honestly really upsetting. But it's understandable um but yeah so that's really nice and they have the tree up there and they play music it's it's a good time it's i want we went to it during the morning but i would like to go at night because they put the lights and i don't know it's a different experience so i think that would be really really nice as well it was also freddie's birthday two days ago and so we celebrated that um we just spent the day together and i was gonna make him a cake originally but I didn't have the, so the cake that I wanted to make was like, I think it was like five ingredients. Um, I love these cakes. They're like flourless cakes. My mom always used to make like these chocolate flourless cakes. And so I found a recipe for one and I really wanted to try that recipe. But those type of cakes call for the eggs, the egg whites to be beaten. I, I don't know how you call it in English, actually. Um, but yeah, they have to be like fluffed, if you guys know what I mean. And I don't have a buffer machine, like what, what do you call it? Like the KitchenAid um, mixing thing. Obviously the kitchen is just brand, but the, I don't have a hand mixer. That's what I meant. I don't have a hand mixer. So I couldn't do that because I tried beating it like by hand and it just doesn't work. Like it doesn't, doesn't work. And I, I do not have the arm strength for that anyway. But yeah, it just doesn't work. So, and I wasn't just going to like purchase one because like, I'm not going to purchase one that's like, quote, cheap. Like for the cheapest one I could find was like 40 pounds, which is already so expensive. Like, no, thank you. And so if I was going to buy one, like I was like, okay, like, let me buy a cute one that I would actually like use. Because like, I do want to buy one. It's been like on my list for probably like years now. But I just, I don't know whether to settle on a hand mixer or to do the one that actually stands in your counter. So I'm still indecisive. So like, I wasn't just going to purchase one, like to make a cake and then like be like, oh, I regret my choice. I should have gotten like, a mixer that like actually stands in my counter so anyways all that to say that I wasn't able to make the cake so we just ended up buying one which is fine and it was delicious so yeah it was really really nice to spend some time with him and update on my advent calendar the chocolates that he has been putting on my advent calendar are no joke like they are literally no joke every single day they're like huge if not humongous it's just like I can't keep up with like that much chocolate but you know I have to I have to because it's December and that's that's what it's there for. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I love it. So I'm here for it. Super cute. Plato actually got, has two advent calendars now. He's a very spoiled boy. And he likes the advent calendar um, that got sent to him better than the one that I bought for him from Lily's Kitchen. So that's kind of rude. But, you know, he has his own preferences too I, as well. And I have actually been getting more and more into makeup and skincare. I actually just bought a new skincare product. It's from Zoe Health. I brought those um, exfoliating pads. They are very pricey, like very, very pricey. So what I'm going to do is like they come in like round pads. So I think I'm just going to cut it in four so that I actually have for it to last way longer. And I'm going to see if it does make a difference in my skin. I feel like I have a lot of those little bumps in my skin, which... I could exfoliate like as much as possible and like I just won't be able to get rid of them. So maybe this is going to help. 
I don't know. I've just been watching a lot of like get ready with me's and like do my makeup with me and all of that stuff. And I've been loving it. I am not a makeup girly, but I'm very like natural. I hate wearing foundation. I just feel like it's, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm always touching my face or like my eyes and stuff. So if I were to wear makeup, it would just kind of get ruined. But I'm looking for some like light foundation options more like bb creams instead of like actual foundations that that have like a big coverage so the one that i think that i'm gonna try is either the l'oreal one or the laura mercier one so i can give an update on that and see how i like that and also we got a behaviorist to come well she's not a is she a behaviorist i'm not sure she she's just like a dog uh trainer and we know her because from puppy school when we used to take play to puppy school she's the one that organized it and so she was really amazing so we decided to call her to come and like you know help Plato. he has like some aggression issues he will like um imagine like if we let something fall and we pretend that it's like super valuable if we if we pretend that we don't care he won't care for it but if we make a big deal like oh no like something fell like he will get it and he will go cave under the couch and get aggressive like if you try and get it um yeah I don't know why he's doing that but yeah so we got like her to come home and see if she could help us like understand like why he's doing that or if he, she could give us any tips and it was really helpful like we have some tips and hopefully now we can work with him and help him you know not need to be aggressive or like get scared or anything like that and yeah, hopefully he can change. But yeah, it was definitely very fun. Having a dog is actually so much work. It's so much more work than I thought it was. It's one of those things that I think when you have... I Because I had a dog growing up and I was always like, oh, like this, this, so easy. Like he's just here, company and whatever. But when you have your own, you kind of realize of like all of the work that your parents have to go through to like actually take care of that animal that for you was so unnoticed. So yeah, now I'm noticing like all that work and the amount of work that it takes to take care of a dog and the responsibility it is and the attention that it requires because, you know, you got to keep him alive, but you also got to keep him healthy, happy, entertained, like all of that, especially in their puppy phase. It's honestly so hard. It's, it's I really wasn't expecting it. But yeah, I mean, it's a blessing. Like I love him so much. I'm so obsessed with him and I'm so happy we got him. It literally changed our life. Also, another thing that I wanted to share is that I have made pizza toast for the first time ever. I don't know why I have never made it. I don't know why. Because I am a bread lover. I'm a pizza lover. I love cheese. I love pepperoni. I love all of that. And I don't know why I never thought of combining it. I know that it's something that like everyone has been doing already. So it's like so like one year ago, but I made it and oh my Lord, it was so, so good. I absolutely loved it. And it's so easy. We made it for dinner consecutively like three nights because it was so, so good. And I paired it with uh, garlic mayo and oh my gosh, chef's kiss, life changing. Honestly, you should try it. Such an easy dinner and healthy-ish. I don't know, whatever. doesn't matter, right? But yeah. And then for the rest, I've just been, you know, working, chilling, doing all my things and going on walks. We went to the park the other day and Plato threw himself in the pond in the park. It was, it was honestly like just for a few seconds. So like it wasn't really that scary, but it was so freezing. And like he just threw himself in the pond, like to run after, run after dogs. He loves running after dogs, running after squirrels, running after anything. Like if there's wind and the leaves are moving, like he'll run after them thinking that like it's a ball. But yeah, he's just so energetic. But yeah, and then he, bless him, like he came out and 
obviously he realized like, I think he regretted it the second he went inside he was like absolutely in all the water's freezing because he literally like well he did swim a little bit but then he came right back and went out and then went all the way to the grass and just covered himself in mud it was so funny I put a picture of it on my Instagram story if you guys saw but yeah and then he like started shaking bless him I felt so bad but honestly you know he did that to himself so yeah then we had to wake home and then obviously I showered him and I blew dry his hair so that's all of my weekly updates I feel like these months are just kind of a bit slower and more comfy and cozy because it does get dark so early so I just like I, I don't know it's like 3 p.m and I don't feel like leaving my house anymore because it's so dark so and it just feels so late but yeah I also haven't been really on my cooking grind I feel I've just been honestly working a lot and I'll get tired and won't want to cook. I need to create more recipes that are like easy. Why is he growling? That are easy when you're feeling lazy because that is definitely me sometimes as well. So I need to create content for that. Okay, let's get into today's episode and start on the advice for today. Just remember, please take this with a grain of salt. This is just one person's opinion, my opinion based on my own experience. So yeah, just remember that you don't have to take my advice, It, but hopefully something that I have to say helps you or helps you make a decision or helps you see things different or just provides you a different perspective. Yeah, I think I'm just going to start doing these episodes once a month because I don't know, these are so fun and I feel like there were so, 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 so many good topics to discuss but I obviously won't be able to get into all of them. Otherwise, the episode is going to be extremely long. But yeah, so definitely planning on doing these once a month. Let's start with the first one and how to find this best sports routine. I think by this you mean like working out routine or exercising routine. So I think that the best way to find a, like the best sports routine for you and something that works for you is trying different things um i think that trying different things is so important for you to be able to understand like what works what doesn't work what do you like about that thing what do you not like about that thing because i don't know you might want to for example like to do pilates but you don't like to do pilates in a groups setting or you prefer doing it privately or you prefer not doing it at home because doing it at home doesn't really motivate you so you prefer going to the gym so i feel like it's good to explore different things like take yourself to working out classes if you're at a gym your membership probably lets you try different type of classes so try maybe like a dancing class try maybe a pilates class a yoga class a cycling class like anything that you're into like try it out or go and maybe try with like a fitness app and do your own thing in the gym or <clears throat> or maybe you prefer just working out at home and you can do that as well with a fitness app or just putting some videos on YouTube that could work but I think the best way to find something that is going to work for you and the most important thing is that it works for you long term because you don't want to be like starting something and then you know not sticking to it or not being motivated to do it or finding it really hard to get yourself to get in the mat or get yourself on the tube to go to the gym any of that stuff so I think the best thing to do is to try different things out and also ask yourself how do you want to feel because it's really different going into a workout class that is hits or crossfit or 
cycling because it's a really high high power there are girls that absolutely love that but i am just the complete opposite i feel like that never never worked for me and it actually made me feel so much worse but if you are someone that's inclined to like do cardio and you love how that makes you feel i highly suggest like you looking up like classes that you could go to that you know could give you that feeling that are just like cardio based or maybe you actually like to do a mix of both so yeah, at the end of the day, is just trying things out and seeing what could work for you. And remember that if you don't like something, you can just change it. Like, you don't have to go back to that second class. You don't have to go back to that Pilates class. You can try different things or also try working out with a friend. Try working out with your mom. Try, I don't know, if you have a little puppy or a little dog, just put him in the room. I don't know, just do little things that make you motivated to it and put more meaning into it. Or, for example, imagine you don't have time to work out in the mornings. You come back from your job from school from uni you're so tired but maybe put on like a 10 minute relaxing like body like full body pilates routine you can light up a candle you can kind of like romanticize it so yeah maybe just play around with that how to approach eating intuitively and listening to your body okay i think eating intuitively is something that you you get it's a journey in my opinion, at least for me, it was a journey. So it does take time and it takes kind of like trial and error. Um, so yeah, as well as listening to your body, it's not something that... Because it does sound really like strange. Like, wait, like what is listening to your body? Like, what are you listening to? Like, what does that even mean? And I get that. But I think the best thing to do when eating intuitively is changing your mindset from restricting to adding so instead of being you know i need to stop eating so many carbs stop eating so many of this so many of that it's just say you know i need to start eating more greens i need to start eating more protein and start eating more fat because that's what's going to make you feel satisfied that's what's going to make you feel saturated that's what's going to make you feel like you have energy that's what's going to make you feel happy so i think the best approach to starting your journey for eating intuitively is learning to add foods that are good for you into your diet rather than starting to take things out there is nothing wrong with absolutely any food a burger for example is so healthy in my opinion i think it's a very well-rounded meal and you can make a burger be very very nutritious you've got the carbs you've got the protein you've got the fat you've got the fiber you've got the the veggies you know, so it's all about what you add to it, not really what the food itself is. And obviously everything in moderation, there is nothing wrong with eating more one day, eating less one other day, because our bodies do fluctuate, especially us as women. Our cycles also determine a lot of like our hunger, our tiredness, our energy levels. For example, like when we're ovulating, this is going really off topic, sorry, but when you're ovulating, your body requires way more fuel because you are burning more calories. So if you're not fueling yourself, then you're becoming more tired and then you're wondering like, wait, why am I so tired? It's just that kind of stuff. I feel like food can really help you become a better version of yourself if you're fueling yourself right. So my advice at the end of the day for eating intuitively is just adding more to your diet, making your diet more colorful, making it more filling. So for example, for breakfast, like just focus on adding in every not breakfast only but on every single meal just focus on adding 
the fundamentals of food, focus on just having enough fiber, focus on having enough protein, focus on having enough carbs, focus on enough on having enough veggies. And when you're snacking, for example, if you're going to have an apple, pair that with some almond butter get the fats and the protein from the almond butter. It's going to help you. It's going to help your blood sugar not spike so much. It's going to help you maintain those energy levels. So it's always about adding instead of restricting that. So don't say no to the almond butter because, oh, like that seems like it's just unnecessary to add. It's actually not. It's going to make your body feel better and metabolize that food better and therefore give you a better outcome. So yeah, it's genuinely about adding. I understand how it can get like so confusing, but eventually, you know, as you go along this journey, you're going to kind of learn to listen to the cues of your body. Maybe you're feeling like you need a bit of fat or you're feeling like you need, you know, I need a bit more protein. Like, but yeah, obviously there is so much information out there and it can be like so overwhelming and so hard to change, honestly, your mindset and the way you view food and all of that. And it can take a long time. I feel like for me, my journey was also a long, long journey until I got to the place where I feel I can confidently say, you know, I eat intuitively. I'm very happy with my diet. I feel that I am making the most out of my food and making myself feel better and working with my body to make myself feel better. So yeah, it is a journey and be patient with yourself and just have fun with it. Like genuinely, it's about you and what works for you. We are all so, so different. So different foods work for different people. uh, Different people have different um, approaches to it. Some people might not like to eat dairy. Some people don't like to eat meat. So it's just kind of like playing around with it. Advice on fear of starting a business, a social media page for my business. Okay. I think, honestly, I think that the best thing to do, as I've said this before, it's just start. If you just start, you know, I think that just gets you one step closer to overcoming that fear because I think obviously getting started is the hardest thing and there are so many things that probably you see as a barrier and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it because of this, I don't want to do it because of that and the fear just kind of overcomes that but you have to see it as you are going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be so uncomfortable that you're going to want to quit and you're going to want to be like, okay, this is not going to work but That's the good thing. And I feel like you have to appreciate being uncomfortable to be able to get to a point where you're comfortable, if that makes sense. Social media can be so overwhelming. The market is so saturated. There are so many people and it can just feel so scary. There's people doing this, there's people doing that. You're looking up to someone being like, oh my gosh, I wish my content would look like that. But honestly, we are all so unique and I am sure that you have something to offer that no one else is able to offer and people need to see that. And people, I'm sure, I'm g- are going to love whatever you have to post. So my advice is always start because if you don't start, you don't know what's ahead of you. And it could be the thing that changes your life. For example, like for me, posting on YouTube was uh, terrifying. It was horrible. Like I, it was so uncomfortable. It was so, so, so uncomfortable. And also like being in uni while I was doing it, it was uncomfortable. Like, but Right now, I'm at a point where I'm just so happy with how it turned out. And I wouldn't have been able to be here. It's still uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. It's still super uncomfortable. But I am not as uncomfortable as I was three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago. So it does get better. 
And as you go on it, you start learning and you start learning what you, how you like to post, what you want to post and all of that. So you'll start getting more confident, more comfortable with it all. And you'll actually start seeing that you're, if, you know, if this is truly something you want to do, you're going to realize that it makes you happy and it actually fulfills you. So it doesn't matter what other people think. So some advice for helping you make it successful. I'd say that you should define your goals. I think that having like clear defined goals will help you and help your audience like understand what your business is all about and it's going to help you get to know your audience a bit better. Also remember to start small. Like you don't need to be on every social media platform all at once. I know that there's so many nowadays and you kind of want to be present in all of them because you feel like you're missing out here, you're missing out there. But what if someone's posting here? But yeah, just start with one or two platforms, get comfortably. And then as your audience grows, just kind of grow with them and expand to other platforms. But never put too much pressure on yourself. You don't want to get burnt out. You don't want to get annoyed. You don't want to get, you know, make it seem like it's a bit too much. You still want to get that flame from it, that passion that you have. And also focus on quality over quantity. I think that is so, so true. You know, focus on just producing like high quality content rather than just posting like 20 times a day. It's not worth it. The quality content is so much more likely to be shared between your followers. You're going to get higher engagement. So definitely recommend focusing on that. But yeah, just remember that you have something unique to offer and you will just get better and better. So definitely, definitely start don't miss out on this opportunity it could be life-changing it could be so so good for your business and for yourself so definitely definitely recommend just starting how to enjoy living abroad far away from family and far from your comfort zone okay i think this is such a good question i moved to london five years ago now so i did leave kind of everything behind and came here to London none of my friends at the time were going to London so it was definitely very scary and isolating and I didn't realize how scary it was going to be until I actually got there and probably like two months in I was like I don't want to do this I think definitely the best thing to do is to see it you know it's a huge opportunity you know not everyone gets to go and enjoy like another city and live abroad so it's definitely such a such a nice experience especially because we're so young it's just so nice there's so many things to do um so I would definitely say like get out there and explore definitely just have company I think that what changed it for me was the company I would always be around people I think that helped so so much because otherwise you know you kind of get home at the end of the day and you're like oh this is so annoying so what I would do is you know, instead of having dinner alone, I would like go have dinner with my flatmates. And that just made me feel so, so much better back when I was um, living in student accommodation. So I had like, what, like six flatmates, I think. So yeah, I would like have dinner in the kitchen with them and stuff. And that would be really nice. It is really hard. Like, I agree, you really start missing your family and it can get so hard. But always just have a plan to go back and see them. I don't know how far away you live. So obviously, if you're studying in the US and your family's here in the UK, that's much harder, I can obviously imagine. But if you live somewhere in Europe and you your family is here in the UK or you're here in the UK and your family is somewhere else in Europe, I'm sure the flight is really not that long. So you can always plan and see them. You can always do weekend trips. You can always get them to come see you. But... Yeah, so definitely that could be something to look forward to. But 
remember that your family is always there. And this is always so temporary. You don't know how far away you're going to be from them. You don't know how long you're going to be in the city for. So generally, I would say like make the most out of it. There's so many people to get to know. There's so many things to do in all the cities. There's so many new foods to try. So I definitely recommend just getting out there. It's definitely the best thing that you can do just so that you don't like close up in your room and feel lonely. I know that it can be so, so hard, but yeah, just remember to surround yourself with people and book things. And you don't have to do things with people either. Like you can also just go alone, go to a museum, sign yourself up to, I don't know, a little pottery class. You can go pottery painting. That's such a nice activity to do alone, honestly. Or go for walks um, while you call them there. Yeah, just kind of keep yourself busy and focus on the reason why you're also abroad and the reason why you're there and focus on your goals. Okay, tips you wish you had when starting uni. Okay, I love this question too. I think I have a few helpful tips for this. So my number one tip going on with what I was just talking about is to definitely, you know, put yourself out there and don't be afraid to go to things alone and because you know when when people go there you forget that everyone is also in the same position you know you don't go to uni with everyone you went to school with so remember that everyone is in the same boat everyone is there everyone's confused no one knows what's happening you're just there living one day at a time just trying to get used to it so just put yourself out there it can be so hard to make people Um, to make friends with people in your lectures your lectures are so huge so it's not like school where you know you go to your class and you kind of sit in the same place every single day because it's like I don't know 15 people in your class I don't know so here there's like 300 obviously some classes are probably smaller like but even 100 or 50 people that's so many people so yeah the chances of you sitting next to the same person the next day are so slim so what you can do is just join societies there are so many societies you can find societies that you enjoy something that you want to do in the future and then you're going to find like-minded people maybe also join like societies from the country you're in they do that a lot at uni and I think that's really really nice to also just like have people from France and friends from the same country as you I think that's a really nice experience so yeah there you meet like-minded people and probably that's the friends that you're gonna have uh for the rest of uni like your friends don't need to come off from your course just remember that and also interact with your flatmates you're gonna be living with them for probably the next year so it's nice if you can get along yeah i think that's definitely very nice because then when you guys come home you guys can all have dinner together and you just see each other and if you're friends i don't know that makes it much much nicer another tip is just remember there's a life behind your academics Obviously, when we go to uni, we want to do so well, and that's understandable. I was one of those. I was so obsessed with, like, doing well and wanting to get, like, super good grades and all of that that I kind of forgot that there was, you know, there were more things that I could do besides that. I was just so, so focused on, like, studying and getting good grades. But, yeah, just remember that life doesn't end, and you don't need to focus only on studying. There are so, so many more things, you know. If you just learn to time manage your time, that can be so helpful to being able to go out with your friends after and plan different things and relax and enjoy the city that you're in and enjoy just being a student because you are never going to be a student again. And that's something that I always think about now. I literally miss being a student so much because 
I don't know, being a student is actually so fun. I mean, there's obviously so much stress, don't get me wrong. I was so stressed all the time as a student. But if I were to do it all over again, I would definitely not see it the same way. I would definitely not be so stressed about absolutely everything and think that everything is the end of the world, that I need to get 100% on everything. Because that's just not true. There are so many opportunities for you to increase your grades, for you to do badly in an exam, retake it. It's not the end of the world. It's really okay. So just also focus on making yourself happy and setting yourself up for success in other different ways and just fulfilling your life in a way uh, past, you know, academics. Another thing I have to say is to stay organized and on top of your lectures. Your lectures can pile up so fast and your assignments can pile up so fast as well. And then you have exams and then it's like, oh my gosh, it's a mess. So I would definitely recommend getting ahead of lectures if you can. Obviously, you're not going to be able to for everything. But if you can, just get ahead. That's going to be so, so helpful. And it's just going to help with your learning. It's going to help with making things easier for the exams. It's going to just help you overall. So if you can, I would definitely recommend doing that. That is something that I didn't do when I was in my undergrad that I then then tried to do my master's. Probably did successfully for four months and then just gave up. But you got this. You can do that. And then, yeah, maybe just creating a routine. I think I will always go back to routines. I think routines are so, so helpful. So create a study routine that works for you. It's what I was saying before. Just make sure that you have a study routine that works for you and then a life outside of your study that also works for you. And then you learn to combine both. And I feel like that's just going to give you the best out of it. Consistency is key with absolutely everything, as I've said a million, million times. So yeah, just having that schedule will just help you balance your academics and your social life as well as your self-care because that's also super important. Remember to take care of your mental health. So definitely creating a routine is one of my top tips. How do you say no to someone to prioritize your own mental and physical health? Okay, I think this is such a good question. I think... Learning to say no is something that also takes time and something that you need to realize because sometimes, you know, I'll be like, oh, um, someone will say something and I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then I'll think about it and I'll be like, wait, I really actually don't want to do that. And, you know, that's something that I feel like now I can say if you catch me doing something, it's because I want to do it. I feel like now I don't ever do something that generally I don't want to do. I'm not going to you know, go out and do something with someone if I don't actually want to do that. It can be so overwhelming. I mean, especially like in the uni life, everyone, you know, there's a very big culture in going out, having drinks and all of that. And coming from me, someone that doesn't drink alcohol at all, it can also be so discouraging because everyone kind of makes their plans based around going out and drinking and all of that. And it can just get a bit like, oh, okay, like, where do I fit in in this? Like, can I go? Like, should I go if I'm not drinking? Yeah, I think the best way to do it is just being honest and direct. I mean, genuinely, if you're able to communicate that person, I think for me, communication is key with absolutely everything. If you need to communicate that, just let them know that you need to prioritize your health. It's more important, you know, setting boundaries with people. That's really helpful as well. You know, there's a way to be polite while saying no, while still, you know, being firm and standing to your boundaries because your boundaries are important. You have boundaries for a reason. Boundaries are created because... You need them because you can't have a relationship with people without boundaries and you have to respect other people's boundaries the same way that you need to respect 
your own boundaries. So remember to also take yourself into consideration. So yeah, just remember that there is no issue with saying no to someone. You are entitled to feel the way that you feel. And if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do it. It's the worst thing like when you're doing something that you don't actually want to do. If they are your friends and they care about you, they're going to understand not everything you're going to be up for. So, you know, they need to respect that the same way that if they didn't want to do something because they have to prioritize their own mental health, you would understand that. So you also need to expect people will understand that from you. Advice for long-term relationships. Okay, I want to do a whole episode about this because I actually really want to have Freddie on the podcast. Um, He does want to be on the podcast as well. I am not forcing him, guys, don't worry. But yeah, I'm just going to give some of my advice now. Okay, my top tip. Once again, as I've just said, I feel like I'm just sound like a broken record at this point. But communication, I feel like communication is what saved my relationship with him. There were so many rocky periods in our relationship and communication has always saved us. It is so, so it is so, so important to learn to communicate and to listen, especially listening. That is something that I was not good at. And it's not only about communication. It's also about listening. Listen to the other person listen to their own feelings, their own emotions, their own experience, because they have a completely different experience with you. It is so, so difficult to be able to, you know, what you're doing at the end of the day, where you're in a long committed relationship bleeding, you know, you want to get married to that person. You are essentially merging a life from someone who has grown up a way that no one in this planet has ever experienced. They have completely different, you know, experiences basically and different ways of reacting to things different traditions different ways of being different ways of thinking different ways of acting different ways of everything and you're merging that with yourself which you are also unique there is no one else on the planet with the same dna as you you are also experiencing your own experiences you've grown up a certain way they've grown up another certain way so essentially you're merging those two people together and you have to make it work somehow so obviously there's going to be a lot of communication there's going to be a lot of back and forth you guys need to be able to you know learn how to exist together and create a life together in a way that it's going to work for you and him so definitely it takes a lot of time it takes patience it takes commitment and it takes being there for the other person and understanding the other person compromising for things meeting in the middle um, I don't mean compromising as in like letting go of your own feelings and putting yourself aside to make the other person happy. Not at all. It's just meeting in the middle. You have to learn to meet in the middle when you're communicating, when you're arguing about something. You know, there are some things that you're just not going to see eye to eye and you have to be okay with that because there's no other way to go around with. You guys are just completely different people, as I said, and some things you're not going to agree on and you're going to have to learn to work, to communicating, to then get to a place where you can meet in the middle and both be happy. Another piece of advice would be spending quality time together. There's a very big difference between spending time together and spending quality time together. I think I've come to realize that now that we live together, we've lived together now for what, four years? Okay, wow, that's a long time. Um, But yeah, um, we are coming up on six years now that we've been together, so... Yeah. Wow. It's been a really long time. Like sometimes I'll think about it. I'm like six years is a really long time. Like that's insane. 
good for me, you know? Definitely, there's a very big difference. So make sure that you're spending quality time with them, time that you guys are both present. You could do like weekly date nights. That could be something that you can look forward to. Obviously, the week gets so, so busy. And whether you're a student, you're working, it can just get so, so busy. So just knowing that you're going to have a certain time of the week that you're going to be able to be with him or the weekends, that's really, really helpful. But yeah, as I said, I am going to do a episode dedicated to this with him. So that's going to be really, really fun. And we're going to give a lot of advice and be able to talk about it. I think it's going to be really fun to get his perspective and then my perspective. So yeah, stay tuned for that episode. Okay, I'm going to go into my last advice for today. How to not compare yourself to others. Okay, I think this is something that, to be honest, I am still struggling with. And I don't know the answer to this question, unfortunately. I feel like I kind of struggle this. I definitely struggle with it less than I used to. But I feel like it's still something that I'm constantly struggling because it can be really hard. Like, I truly understand what it's like to go on the go on the Internet. And there's always someone you can compare yourself to. Um, even in school, I feel like I would compare myself to someone else that like would have better grades or would have better this or better that. But to be honest, I think at the end of the day, the best thing to do with this is kind of do some reflection and think about yourself and realize that we are all in our own timeline and there is no right thing for absolutely anything. We start by setting goals that are meaningful and realistic for you. I feel like we usually compare ourselves to other people when you know, expectations are unrealistic or they're just based on other people's achievements. So it's not really based on things that, you know, we're actually working towards. Focus on, you know, your personal development rather than getting external validation from other people or seeing things in other people rather than in yourself. You need to work on trying to become the best version of yourself based on your own values and your own aspirations because once again we are all so so unique our journeys are so unique so essentially at the end of the day when you're comparing yourself to others it's not going to accurately reflect any of your worth or your potential because once again you are unique your journey is unique so you just embrace that fact embrace the fact that you are an individual that you are so so different and just focus on your personal growth appreciate the journey I think appreciating the journey is so important the journey is probably the best part it's what's going to get you to that place and it's honestly so fun that there's so many ups and downs if you think about it there's so many learning experiences there is so much room to just be a better person also setting realistic goals also I feel like it's so important to surround yourself with people that are supportive and that are actually going to help you get to those places where you actually want to be genuinely the people that you surround yourself with is how you're going to act at the end of the day so build friends you know have some mentors that are going to support you that are going to encourage you that are going to be there for you be there for you when you're doubting yourself be there for you when you're doing amazing be there for you at all times and that's what really matters I feel like those positive relationships can provide such a big sense of belonging and they can just help you focus on your journey if you start focusing on something else they can redirect you and say hey like you know, remember to focus on your own goals, remember to focus on what you're actually working towards, remember on focusing on who you actually are, because the people that you might be comparing yourself to have nothing to do with you, or maybe their values are completely different, everything in their life 
could not even be compared to yours because it's actually so so different I mean but the thing is like I know that like it just sounds so much easier said than done like I wish I could actually give myself this advice and take it and actually do it but genuinely I'm not gonna lie I think I compare myself to other people on the daily and then I will bring myself down because of it and I hate that about myself but you know I'm trying to work on it so hopefully we are gonna get better at this together self-awareness and remembering your own goals your own aspirations is what's going to bring you back to that like oh hey I shouldn't be doing that like if you're comparing yourself to someone you kind of bring yourself that in like that self-awareness of realizing that it actually makes no sense and you just kind of focus back on your own goals but yeah this is definitely something that I also need to work on and hopefully every single day we can get a little bit better Okay, I think that is everything that I'm going to answer today. Thank you to every single one of you that submitted something for me to give you advice on. I will definitely be doing this hopefully once a month. I think this would be so, so nice. I love kind of chatty episodes where we can talk about different topics. I think that makes it super, super nice. Yeah, hopefully I got to answer quite a bit of them because there were so many that were just kind of around the same topics. So hopefully that answered a bit. I hope it also helped you at least 1%. Remember, this is only my personal experience. Yeah, just remember to keep taking this with a grain of salt. The next time you're going to be listening to me will be after Christmas. So I hope you guys all have an amazing, amazing Christmas. I hope you spend time with people that you love. I hope that you guys get to relax and experience just, I don't know, the beauty and tranquility that Christmas can be, you know, not all the time. But yeah, go see some Christmas lights, go enjoy the city because it doesn't happen for many months of the year and it's so, so, so beautiful. Go hug people, go give people love, share things with people. And yeah, I hope you guys all have the best, best Christmas and I will see you all very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening and I love you guys so, so much. Ciao.